Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewitt. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. All right. So today we are talking about our whys. Uh, what does that mean, Nat? <laughs> Basically why we are doing what we're doing um, in respect to the podcast. Maybe a little bit why we teach yoga. Um, mm. And just some information about us. Because <laughs> we are so, so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Um, we'll let we'll you see. guys yeah. decide on that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess for me, it, it came from like um, just wanting to spread some really good information and really good practical ideas out there. Um, a lot of the yoga classes I've been to have been a little bit like, I don't want to say uninspired, but maybe on like the physical anatomical level, there are things that I don't necessarily agree with or certain wordings of things that I think could be just done a little bit smarter Um and with a little bit more care uh and and I just in my I guess like overall um sort of desires for where I want to go is to eventually help everyone to become sort of the best yoga teacher yoga practitioner that they can be to depending on where they're at you know and and their level of information and understanding and education and all that Um, but to be able to tap into their own inner resources and communicate that to the best of their ability Um, I think as yoga teachers we have a really awesome sort of stand in the wellness community we get to see people maybe three or four times a week um and because of that we're we're able to influence their movement we're able to influence their mood um their psyche the way they handle things um pretty significantly much more than like the once a year visit to a doctor or the once every three weeks visit to a physio um so we're we're sort of like the front line, and I think if we can really fi- hone our skills and get really refined in what we offer, um, we can absolutely change the world. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, one yoga class at a time, one <laughs> breath, one asana at a time. Now that's cool. I like how you talked about that because I feel the same way. Um, I have obviously kind of similar reasons why I want to do this podcast and work with you. I also feel that, yeah, I go into, I'm going to stick through all of my trainings. I've always been a person who has asked why myself. So I won't take a piece of information um, without kind of knowing the background to it. And I think, I mean, that takes a lot of work to have the Mm. drive to kind of dig, dig in because there are a few things um, with respect to all of the things. <laughs> what? <laughs> a few things with respect to all the things that we know, like, the answers to, right? I mean, with respect to... Wait, the- say that again. I don't think I totally understood that. <laughs> there are a few things with respect to all, to all of the things. <laughs> so I guess in a very relative and general sense, we know less um, concrete answers to all the questions that we have. 
And that goes yeah. down to yeah. like how our um, body works at a cellular level. I mean, science is continuously evolving and we're finding out things that were true like in the 90s are definitely not true now. But the truth is kind of like a, a current and a relative um, thing, right? So I yeah. guess doing our best to stay more up to date on um, on current research, current ideals, um, with an openness to knowing like this is the best that we can do right now. And not just taking one answer that you heard uh, in one training or in one class and applying that to everything that you do that one time you do that twist in yoga or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So this like continue this um open mind to continuous learning and to um be able to share that within firstly just the work that I do and then with other teachers and also for students who are listening because I think students can get so confused and I say this in my classes all the time like you might not hear this from another teacher this is new stuff that's okay this is why we're doing this is why we're doing it in this class oh. yeah oh that's interesting that you actually mentioned that like do you find that people um have like they come up to you and say oh but I got this contradictory advice like instruction from someone else no I will I will tell them like this is newer research like this is newer information we have about the body um for example you might not hear this from other teachers yet but there's like sound reason to be able to put your foot inside your knee in tree pose for example right as long as it doesn't hurt (laughs) Yeah, as long as it doesn't hurt, as long as you don't, you're not suffering from some sort of like reconstructive um, exactly. surgery or or something's been torn there. Um, so yeah, I find in my classes, I just I don't tend to um, speak to what other teachers are doing. I you know like, I don't I don't want to like in one way I don't want to like badmouth them, but I also don't know why they're doing why they're doing what they do and why they say what they say. Um, so normally, if I want to introduce something that's a little bit different, I just sort of say like today we are gonna do this like just humor me I know tree pose usually looks like that but today we're doing it like this um and for the most part that works pretty well people are like able to um have that in their brain and like hold it hold that idea that I've given them along with the idea of what they think tree pose should look like um because for some I'm not too sure why now that I'm thinking about like why (laughs) I'm kind of thinking about like why don't I want to destroy in their mind what tree pose should be? And I think it's more because I don't, I don't necessarily want to go against the more classical teachings of yoga. Um, I think that the stuff we do can add on to it and enhance it without destroying like a certain idea people have in their mind. Like warrior two looks like this. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, okay. I definitely agree with not bad mouthing other teachers, and I agree with, um, yeah, not destroying what they currently know. So, in the, in the example of tree pose, like you're just adding on their ability to put their foot inside their knee, if that feels okay in their body and the rest in the in that specific version. I know you do it in some other versions too, but yeah, like I think it can be done quite intelligently to um, to still support like the foundations Mm. and then yeah add on intelligently so hopefully that's like something we can bring into I mean that's that's a a big drive of ours to bring that into this podcast is not to like break down throw away 
um, mm. the more traditional stuff, but to just yeah. have a, a more like open perspective and not take what one person says passed down through however many teacher trainings, you know, it's like that thing where you say one thing into someone's ear and it comes out totally different on the other side. That's also <laughs> like another thing that happens in yoga. And it's like, you think maybe you're yeah. te- teaching traditional things, but yeah. you're not, you're teaching, um, maybe somewhere like a five different people's experiences with a posture as it kind of gets fed through all these bodies and minds. And then you get the end information, which can be extremely potent and powerful, or it can be diluted and not pertaining to, I don't know, current research or certain body types whatsoever, etc. Yeah. 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 Um, I think only recently in my like eight to nine years of teaching, this one woman asked me, like, I heard this in another yoga class. Is this the way to do it? Or is it, is it the way you said to do it? And like, that question was really hard to decipher. Um, I think she was asking about, was it warrior two, the hip placement in warrior two? So are the hips, like the two frontal hip bones perfectly facing the side of the room or can one hip bone slightly be facing forward? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I said to her that, um, it, it depends what that teacher's, uh, intentions were in saying whatever she said I don't remember which way she said like whether sideways or forward um and I told her like sometimes the teacher and you know I'm guilty of this too sometimes the teacher will say something to the entire room what when he or she just meant to say it to one person in that room as a as a verbal correction for that one person but it got you know it got heard by everyone so everyone thought that they had to do it that way um And then I just told her, like, frankly, let's just look at your warrior two and let's see if there needs to be any adjustments made. And there weren't like her warrior two was fine. She had like hips were comfortable. They're fine. They felt good. They didn't. There's no pain. So I'm like, so don't don't change it. You're fine there. Your warrior two is fine. Um, And I just told her, like, look, if that like if you do have like a question about, oh, why did that teacher say that thing? I'm like, please do approach that teacher, you know, like do raise the question and give the opportunity for some feedback and communication um because if you keep quiet a lot of teachers won't know right they won't know that oh yeah i did say that thing um and i said it because of this and that that might be perfectly valid or it might not apply to you so again it just depends yeah that makes a lot of sense like definitely everybody is so individual and i like how you um led that student to go talk to their other teacher because teachers do need to be held accountable. Like I understand that so many teachers teach beyond the physical body or focus a lot of their classes on other things. And that's excellent. I love it. But there, you do have to realize that you're moving the physical body in space. So there has to be an intelligence to that, or at least a very basic understanding, which in a lot of teacher trainings, as you and I have experienced, it's a short amount of time. Um, what is it like? Is it 40 hours anatomy in your first training? Oh, I I'm think. not sure. In the 200 hours? Sure. Yeah, I think it was about 40. Yeah, I think it must have been 40. <laughs> and then like that's totally dependent on the teachers you have, like how much they actually care about anatomy and anatomy is just one thing like anatomy in one of the trainings I did was just like 
knowing where the muscles are, naming them and knowing their general function. We didn't even go as deep as I wanted to um, into like what muscles were doing in physical asana, like in the postures. Mm. And it drove me bananas. That's why I sought out so many other trainings, advanced trainings after that. Yeah, I think the the 200 hours is really just like a, a starting point. And, and not many people realize that. They think, oh, I'm certified, I'm ready. Um, but for me as well, the, the 200 hour like raised so many more questions. Um, it, of course, it did answer some, but it also like sparked that curiosity and that interest. Um, so I think for if you are a listener and you're, you're just coming out of a 200, um, that feeling of like, oh, there's so much more to know. I, I don't I don't know if that feeling ever like goes away and, and like use it, you know, use that curiosity to drive you to learn more. There's tons of great resources out there, um, including some that we will have available for you. Um for you to be able to apply yoga into, sorry, apply anatomy in your yoga in a really safe and uh, applicable way, like relevant way to your students. Um, but yeah, like the 200 hours just, it, it just teaches you how to teach. It gives you some practice, um, lets you ask some questions. Uh, but other than that, it, after that, you're, you're basically on your own in terms of education. Mm-hmm. So maybe talk a little bit about your, um, like, separately your training and your like when you started doing yoga your experience with yoga practice wise oh well those are big questions yeah (laughs) or big topics I guess um so I I started yoga um quite a few years ago about 10 10 years ago I think um when I was living abroad I was a surfer I I surfed a lot I, I had a desk job but I was surfing just for stress relief um Yoga never actually applied to me for the spiritual aspect. I thought, I, I know it sounds really crazy considering where I am today, but I, I was like the kind of person who was just like, no, I don't need spirituality. I, I'm good. I don't buy into it. Um, I don't need meditation. I don't need any of that. Um, and then when I started surfing, um, it, it's, it by itself is like a super duper meditative sport. Um, you got to sit for so long and wait for waves to come around. <laughs> that's something I didn't realize until I started surfing that there's a shitload of waiting. Nat, you surf, right? I have surfed. I wouldn't call myself okay. a surfer, but I've experienced that waiting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sitting on a board and waiting and like you can't, you also can't like turn off your mind. You sort of have to like stay there in case something does come around and you either have to run away or go ahead and, and go for it. Um, so, uh, once when I was out there and I think I was all alone, there's only a few other people in the water and it was really quiet. It was really calm. The sun was rising. Um, and it was gorgeous. Uh, I had like sort of a, I guess like an epiphany. Um, and it wasn't something that I was looking for. Like all of a sudden, um, I just felt this extreme ecstasy, um, like of joy and of elation. And then everything that I saw had gone blue. Um, and it feels, it felt like it lasted like, I don't know, quite a while, but I think it was probably just like a, a millisecond or even, I don't know, maybe just a second. And when I snapped out of it, um, you know, I was just back where I was. I don't know if I fell asleep. I don't know what happened, but I know that, um, after that, um, certain things came into place. Like I injured myself. People were like really pushing me to do some yoga. Um, and I decided to walk into my first yoga class. And then when that happened, um, 
it, it just felt like it felt like the the reason I was surfing not not the actual sport itself but like why the intention that I had of going out there was what that class was sort of doing and I'm just like oh this is this is very very familiar this is home you know like I'm feeling very at home here um and then after that I started going every day and this was like I had a sprained ankle so I was modifying a lot you know I wasn't standing but it it just still felt so good um and then after that um I decided to do a teacher training I like take a teacher training um and I never really wanted to be a teacher. Um I was a teacher beforehand. I was teaching kids English abroad. Um so there there was I guess a little bit of that carryover of skill set, but it it wasn't something that I was like really wanting. I didn't want to take that hat of the teacher tra- uh teacher yoga teacher. Um but my 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 teacher in that training pushed me to do it. He was just like, "You got to do it. Just go, just do it." Um and I remember very distinctly the fir- the first class sucked. <laughs> the first classes I did really sucked. I did I don't think I enjoyed it very much. Um and then there was this one class and it was like more like a community class. It was in the physiotherapy room of a hospital and I was teaching the people that worked at that hospital. And there was this moment when everyone exhaled in unison and you could like feel the palpable change in energy level. Like there was something different there. And and that just like it was so fulfilling to me it was like oh my gosh i i helped them do this you know i was there along the way to help them do this um so after that i was just like okay this is this this is my path you know like there's certain things that happened to me that um this just feels really really right and this is where i want to continue and and go on with and i think that i i can have a good impact in the world this way awesome yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was really long. No, that it was a big question. <laughs> it was a huge question. So now it is yeah. totally your turn. <laughs> okay. So when I started yoga, let's talk about that. Um, you know what? I actually had my very first I think I did my very first yoga class in a gym and I just like totally forgot about this completely, but I think in a gym when I was like 18 years old like I used to be a total gym rat Mm. um and I remember doing malasana like squatting down and my calves my calves are still like one of the tighter parts of my body because the back line of my leg just my hamstrings don't like to fire my calves like to fire so anyways I remember doing this squat and there was like no way in hell that my butt was getting like below my knees like my thighs were parallel to the ground and I was just perplexed I remember this I wasn't even like oh I can't do it I was just like how are people doing this like how oh my goodness (laughs) like my body is so different like that kind of realization that one of these things is not like the other and again (laughs) yeah I was I was just kind of in awe of all these people squatting down and I didn't even feel like frustrated or like like I need to push into the pose I just kind of lowered my butt down and then oh like it was so strange yeah Uh, so that was something that was interesting I don't remember like the rest of the class at all it's probably doing everything like super wrong you know when you you're trying to like people are lunging in your class and their knees mm. aren't bent at all and you're like you're forgetting a component that was probably me um, <laughs> and then 
I randomly picked up a Rodney Yee DVD. Yes, DVD. <laughs> in nice. In 2003 is my first year of university, my undergrad, when I lived in dorms. And I would go into the common room and put that on with a couple of girlfriends. And we would do yoga. Mostly, I don't know why actually I grabbed it. I grabbed it at a bookstore, like chapters, I think it was. I just saw it and it said power yoga. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool because I was just for... I was just for whatever reason getting sick at the gym. Like I was just getting sick at the gym. Um, it wasn't getting what I needed out of it whatsoever. It's just so much wear and tear. I was doing like a lot of cardio and mm. just lunges. I don't know. Super boring after a while <laughs> at this time. So did the power yoga and we would giggle in Shavasana and we would also kind of be in awe of certain things that our bodies couldn't do and it was like pretty kind of like a social thing but we would um be determined to like get through the hour hour and a half whatever it was and like he was holding some poses pretty long like some uh, like warriors for the first time it was just like holy shit like my body <laughs> it was like my inner thighs were insanely tight like getting into a warrior my warrior stance was so short um again not that that's bad it was just uh like my, I never moved my body that way. Always just like forward and back. So did that, had that DVD, practiced that, I don't know, after my first year, probably like two or two to five times a year. I'd go on like little stints where I'd do it like five weeks in a row and then not pick it up again for a year. And I had, mm, I bought a couple yeah. more from him also. I think Yoga for Athletes actually was one, um, which is also super intense for me at that time. And I would take it up north. I worked as a geologist in little mining exploration camps. And we'd live in like 14 by 16 foot wall tents. And <laughs> there was one empty one once in a while. So I'd go in there with my laptop and put it in and maybe get two other people and do that. Um, probably like twice a season. But it was always like around. It was around and it was something I wanted to, wanted to be doing. And again, it was mostly for the physical aspects. Like it was just something, a, di a different way to move my body. I found it really interesting how my flexibility could change so quickly within just, mm. you can see it in one class. Yeah. Um, and then when I lived in Waterloo, Ontario, and I moved there in 2010, I think probably it was 2011. I found a hot yoga studio, which was really appealing because it was like minus 25 degrees Celsius. Oh yeah. It's great in Waterloo, eh? Yeah. So <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, so was fun. that was really appealing. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> yoga is something that I've done before and going into a hot room, that just seems like something I want to do. And you always, like, <laughs> I think they always started in Shavasana. So like you go down into a hot room and you lie down like, yeah, that seems ideal. Um, and I got <laughs> pretty into that went fairly regularly I think I bought like a year membership which was big commitment because I was a student um but I could go as much as I wanted to and I got really excited about it and then it, I was just like to the point where all the conversations I was having with people were like oh, have you tried yoga like oh my god you have to do it it's the best thing yeah. <laughs> um being really annoying and but finding some of my friends were doing it as well yeah er Eric would come with me too and he really liked it because He's pretty athletic, so it's really good for him to more on like a stretching aspect. He mm -hmm. likes that. Yeah. And then I 
applied to do their teacher training, um, but I didn't get in because it was really, it's really strange the way you did it. Like for moksha yoga, they take two, one to three people, depending on the studio, can kind of um, recommend a student to go to the training. So you have to talk to the owner. Yeah. And there were some, already some other students that had gotten those spaces before me. I wonder Um, if it's still like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was I don't know. interesting. And I didn't yeah. know the owner at all because I never went to her classes because of my schedule. So some other students got to go, which was fine. Mm. I then was um, in two, was 2012. Yeah, in 2012, Eric, who's my husband, um, his cousin was getting married in India. So then I thought, okay, this is pretty sweet. Like, maybe I should try and do one in India. So I researched the heck out of teachers and I found a teacher there who had his master's in chiropractic and I did a 200 hour training there. So that was my first, very first training, which same as you, like just open the box full -hmm. of questions, even though he anatomically was um, quite excellent. Like at that time, very up to date and had worked with so many bodies and worked in like the Iyengar style and the Ashtanga style. And he kind of, it was a Hatha training. He took the, what he thought were like the best of both, even though that's, that's not the proper word, but what he found most useful and safe and gave us a lot of whys, Mm. but still like you just can't in 200 hours. You just, even if you spent the whole 200 hours on anatomy, you know, you'd still have so many questions. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's, I can't even imagine 200 hours in anatomy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> My brain would just explode. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't really do it all at once, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And then I didn't teach um, until... Actually, right after that, I came back from India, went straight up north to a mining camp. I was doing. I was in a kind of a supervising management role there. It was really hectic, and I started teaching yoga um, in the kitchen. So that we're talking Aww. like there's like mostly men. Like we're talking like ninety five percent men, ninety to ninety five percent men. More like well, actually, there was a good range in age, ages, but there's minors. There's people who sit in these trucks all day. They are their bodies have taken a toll. Like a lot of them are heavier. Mm. They don't do anything like that. They don't like they don't walk. 25 Mm. feet to the bathroom if they don't have to they'll drive as close as they can like there's just a lot of it's a hard lifestyle working the 12 hour days I mean everyone up there was not in their best best health whatsoever and they they didn't even have a gym up there yet I don't think they're maybe just starting to organize getting one together but maybe I don't know a lot of them were open to it and I'd get like 20 people in the kitchen like minors and truck drivers and some of the geologists and some Mm -hmm. of the cooks and they loved it like I Mm -hmm. was not by any means like what I would consider a great teacher but I was just teaching them you know to put themselves in postures and breathe and that's what they needed and I found it was crazy how many people really enjoyed it but then events eventually got shut down because our health and safety guy said it wasn't sanitary Oh my gosh. And it's like, we weren't even like sweating like crazy or anything. Like people come in way dirtier to go for lunch and we were doing it after dinner. Like no one is in there. Yeah. But I, yeah. So I I did it a 
probably 10 or so times and then also my schedule just didn't really allow for it and then it got officially shut down but that was like my first time teaching and I did love it like it was so cool so funny you got shut down by the man you got shut down by like a government agency Nat. no 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 actually no it wasn't like health and safety bc or it was just like the guy that's supervisor of our camp we called him like I don't know, Mr. No Fun or something. Like he shut down like everything. (laughs) He shut down everything. You could go skiing in the winter, like after your shift. It was totally safe. And we had avalanche technicians on site. And they're like, yep, these are the safe areas. And this guy just shut it down because. Oh, he is Mr. No Fun. Super Mr. No Fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then it took several years for me to get back into it because I was working full time as a geologist. Um, did another training. I did a 300 hour in 2015. And then after that, I started teaching um, corporate yoga in my office and in my husband's office. Mm, yeah. Nice. But so it was always there. And I always kind of knew, like I did the training in the second training in 2015, knowing that that's where I wanted to go. Like knowing I wanted to, I needed to transition out of geology. Um, that's where like most of my attention and like reading and extracurricular activities, it's all, it was all kind of going in that direction. So So was there anything in particular, like an event? Cause I, I know, I think I might've known you through it where you actually made the, like what prompted that full decision to give up the full-time job and plunge into yoga full-time? Yeah, that's right. Cause when I met you is 2016. Mm-hmm. So I quit my job at the end of that year. Actually, it was interesting. I did um, a landmark training. Have okay. you heard of landmark? No. No. What is this? So it's like a weekend training. Oh, I forget. It's called the land landmark something. Anyways, their basic training is just like a three or three and a half day thing, and it's really interesting. You go through um, kind of like some of your habitual thought patterns like why you think what you think Mm. um i like this already yeah yeah um (laughs) and they break it down to like you basically telling yourself stories based on your previous experiences so like any kind of blocks that you have like mental blocks like oh i can't do this because of this um it's based on something basically in your past actually this is really useful for me to reflect on right now i'm enjoying this is good (laughs) sometimes (laughs) you need to like go back and remind yourself um, yeah, yeah, because those patterns can reset or like morph into something else at any time, and it's I don't know the the brain is so amazing and terrible and wonderful at the same yeah. time. I don't know, it's yeah, it's great. Yeah, and it was, it was basically through that like the Monday after I walked in and I told my boss like I just I'm good at this stuff and I like it to a certain amount mm, and I love the yeah. people and I love the project, but I just can't like I can't sit at my desk for eight hours a day and I don't have like any more love for this like specific task that I've been doing for two years I long term is just not going to work out I might as well switch Mm. where I will get out now yeah Yeah. but yeah it's funny the landmark training a lot of people think is like some weird cult type thing it's not oh it's just like it's just a weekend it's just a training like people get way too heady about it um they they do like um have a strong recruitment process like they really want you to get your friends and family into it Mm. to I mean and it's all 
it is like driven from a helpful perspective. Like they do just want to spread this information and have people live a little bit um, outside of their head. But Mm. I mean, I know, I know some people who are really like anti anything that tries to get them to do something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was me. I totally thought yoga was a cult. I'm like, I'm not joining that fucking cult. Like, forget it. Yeah. 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 And I'd be be wrong to say that I've never been like that. I've been like that as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I always see things now as instead of someone like doing something to me, it's just like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take what I want. I'm just going to, that's mm. the relationship I have. I feel like somewhat unsafe, but Landmark was great. It was recommended to me from an amazing person who is like a very sound mind and who had it. I, I could see how it had advanced it or, or advanced her career. And oh, just cool. like how she thought about things. Um, so yeah, it was a useful yeah. tool for me. And just cause people have asked me about it. I'm like, it's not a call. It's fine. Just do it. Like whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm totally interested. It sounds like therapy that you guide yourself through almost. Yeah. And you listen to the stories of other people. So it's really mm. by experience. Cause when you have something to talk about, you get up and you talk in front of like a hundred people um, oh, wow. about your stuff and everyone gets used to it because everyone goes up eventually and says something. Um, mm-hmm. and the guy or woman, whoever's leading you kind of, they'll talk you through your mindset. And mm-hmm. so you get to see other people and you're like, Oh yeah, totally do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then you're constantly reflecting like that. You work That's in little groups and yeah, no, it was good. I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone. I think there's, yeah. and there wasn't anyone in there that didn't benefit. And there were some people that were like, my wife paid for this thing and I'm not going to enjoy it. Like I've decided I hate this, like straight up just closed boxes. And by the end they had, they had made some really significant changes. So anyways, that was a bit of a tangent, but (laughs) yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. That was like the big switch to, to get me to, to jump out of geology and into yoga. Mm -hmm. So I guess the last little question or topics that we should talk about is, um, and I sort of touched on it already. What, what we hope to offer people with this podcast and our, our products and our worksheets and all of our, our work here. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to offer people kind of, what I was saying in the beginning, um, more information, more current information. Um, also kind of with that slant of this is the best we know right now. And this is why this is working for this. Um, so offering, hopefully we'll, and I know we will, we'll offer some little freebies as we put them together, um, along the way, just pieces of information that are packaged, um, in an accessible form, be that like video or little downloadable sheets. Um, we're also going to give some YouTube videos when it's necessary, like something that just works more visually. We'll pop out a few YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe eventually that looks like some online offerings, but at the, at this time, very much focused on just the, the free content of the podcast and maybe some YouTube stuff, but just to give people a better understanding of why they're doing what they're doing in yoga. So maybe more of a scientific background, more clarity on like what works for who and when. So just mm-hmm. like a, a depth to that instead of this posture is good for stretching your hamstrings period Mm -hmm. like okay how does that work in a 
person's body who has a lot of flexibility and how does that work in a person's body who has less flexibility let's mm-hmm. talk about mushroom mus- mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> mushrooms those are talking about yeah. mushrooms yeah. <laughs> let's talk about like muscles and fascia so let's talk about the different mm-hmm. layers of what we're working with in the body um yeah and there's so many other things yeah, and I, I think it is really important to point out that, like, what we know is always changing. So I, I like the podcast format because it allows us to stay current and to be like, okay, what we said before was wrong or what we said before was not complete yet. And so now we're going to complete what we wanted to say or now we're going to add on to this picture of what we know. Um And I think, yeah, like, even though there's so many books and so many, like, resources, like, even, like, if you think about your textbooks from yoga teacher training, like the Iyengar book, the Ray Long book, that that's like a snippet in time captured. Um, That's like that knowledge then and there. Whereas nowadays, it's like research is coming out all the time. The human body is so different. The human mind is constantly shifting, changing, you know, like, there's so many factors um, that... It, it becomes like a an art, you know, teaching yoga is like such an art sometimes that you play with all the different systems and you play with all the different levels um, to create this wonderful experience. And, and yeah, that's why I love it. Like I, I, I really thought about physio. I really thought about Cairo and, and pursuing those um, sort of ac- more academic uh, career paths. And like when it comes down to it, and I know those, those career paths are also changing, but when it comes down to it, nothing nothing respects the interplay of systems as much as yoga. Like we start with centering you. We start with centering the mind. At least I do. Most yoga classes do. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we go on, right? Like everything has to come from this holistic system first. And and that's what I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. That was really well said. I love that. Mm, Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thanks, Nat. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I think that's all I want to share for now. Um, we'll definitely do a little more uh, personal storytelling and uh, go off on some tangents as we kind of unravel these next few podcasts. <laughs> tangents. <laughs> tangents are like our thing. Yeah, they're important. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you have a better idea of why we're doing what we're doing and who we are Um, if you have any questions ever, there's a link below where you can, uh, just click and it will go to a page where you can fill in some stuff and it'll just email us and we check our email. We're humans. We're just not a robot on the other side. So yeah, get in (laughs) communication with us about any questions you have that you want answered or not even answered, discussed on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys.